listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I got a nigga out in Oakland, he be riding for me. Give me head till I'm red, then I ride on the sleep. Cruise the streets in his Jeep and we on my freak. We don't tell nobody nothing, we just lie we creep. In the same damn still, nobody knows nothing. We be knocking boots, licking ass, and we tongue kiss. Hit the back room, come back, my dress unzip. He gon' zip it back, well you notice we been fucking. A freak like me, and I'm a freak like him. He a freak in the sheets, when he, uh, wait, when he alone, Lord knows I sin. One time, then again, and again, and again. Ow. He say that he wanna be my boyfriend. Wanna be my boyfriend. But he can't tie me down. Tie me down. Cause I don't really wanna be his girlfriend. Don't wanna be his girlfriend. At least not right now. Not right now. I, I got, got niggas, niggas, I got niggas, I got niggas. Hey. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Sunday. Yes. Uh the Lord's Day. Cussing up a storm already. And uh <laughs> We're ready to give you this hot fire podcast. Of course, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Podomatic and everywhere that you find podcasts. Probably the same place you find Bleacher Report podcasts, I would assume. Even the ones on the MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official weapon of the show is? The Taser. An unofficial sport. Bullet ball. Bullet ball. Extreme. And today, our sponsor is Shadow Dog Productions. Of course, Shadow Dog Productions will make us some fine high-end crafted audio plays. We have been part of several of them yes it's been very fun okay had a good time um and you can guys can go check them out you can check them out on itunes you can check them out amazon you can even stream them um if you just want to go check out sunspot and other ratchetness is one of the audio plays and the other one is just the best of ron and karen so i mean we always give our best but these are even better than the best that we normally give yeah because they just picked handpicked his favorite ones so make sure you guys check those out uh everywhere that you get albums and music and stuff like that um all right let's get into the show show all kinds of stuff uh has been going on uh lately and uh of course karen and i are here to give you the breakdown and uh to talk about the things that we want to talk about Mm -hmm. um let's see first of all well you know what we should start we haven't done this in a few days um let's start here Tell me now, if you wanna fall, let me show you how. Do 
So now let's get into horrible news about the LGBTQ community. Okay, we've all had our fun. <laughs> we all uh, bought it. We all know it's downhill from here, because uh, the world just does not know how to treat uh, everybody. They don't know how to treat people that are LGBTQ. No, they don't. South Korean Army, for example, report, uh, they have reportedly used dating apps to out gay soldiers. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, diabolical. The South Korean army is reportedly using dating apps to out gay soldiers, according to courts. Activist group Military Human Rights Center uh, of Korea says the South Korean army is seeking out gay men on dating apps within its forces in an effort to oust them from the service. And so far, at least one soldier has reportedly been arrested because of it. The search started after a video of two male soldiers having sex apparently serviced online. As courts notes, it is illegal for soldiers to engage in same-sex sexual activity, though it is legal uh, outside of the military so i mean we can't really yeah can't judge really point fingers, our military no was doing this not too long ago no. then we thought we were being high-minded when we went well just don't ask and don't tell you know wink wink it's still legal but you know let's not we won't ask you and you don't talk about it and we'll pretend it's not happening um so yeah i'm not that surprised uh courts published uh screenshots of texts released by military human rights center that reportedly show how prosecutors are convincing soldiers under investigation to lure other soldiers on dating apps popular amongst gay and bisexual men so they're forcing people to do this right so they find they catch you they go look um you know you want to i don't know lighter sentence if you don't want to go jail whatever what we'll do you go on this app you know just like you normally do to get find a lover and we want you looking for other soldiers if you get one then we bring them in to probably do the same thing to them um yeah and with the intention of potentially getting them arrested so far 50 to 40 to 50 soldiers have arrested have reportedly been targeted and identified the korean army has denied the allegations according to course i don't believe you yeah in the united states gay men can legally and openly serve in the armed forces but it hasn't always been that way in fact it wasn't that way until 2011 president barack obama repealed don't ask don't tell a policy that said gay men and women could serve in the military as long as they kept their sexuality a secret if they were open about their sexuality they faced being kicked out yeah and i think don't ask don't tell came through under clinton it did so you know and and and, and for the record i'm not trying to revise history at the time that was seen probably as revolutionary best, and it's probably the best compromise for the time yeah it was seen as progressive at the time i'm not even saying like because i think one of the things that's easy to do is to be like well we're here now so everybody back then was fucked up people were applying that like some kind of a victory because that's how low the fucking bar is Correct. um but it's also a testament to progress in a lot of cases while it is late and while it is slow and while it leaves a lot of people behind um a lot of times it's in, in, integral or no it's uh i don't know if it's integral is the right word it's 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 very incremental that's what i meant it's incremental a lot of times and it sucks that it's that way um but i think one of the things people fail to realize about our country is our it's a democracy and while we think of democracy we think the majority quote unquote wins but to be honest a lot of times the majority is like 50 50 49 percent 51 percent 53 percent 40 uh you know seven percent like a lot of times it's not a referendum um 
while many of us feel like things are settled and shit that's why a lot of this stuff keeps coming up these same issues because these people didn't right. accept the laws and go away we still fight over women's reproductive rights yes sir that you know roe v wade should have settled that but people fight it at every turn in all kinds of other jurisdictions on other levels state levels local levels defunding budget levels like they find ways to attack this because those people don't stop existing uh just because we consider it settled because a court ruled a certain way or people voted a certain way um so all that to say man i don't know what happens under trump with the military i don't know what happens with the next president um because you know if bill clinton crawled so barack obama could walk one day who's gonna be the president to let people run you know because i uh, i don't know who like if we're gonna go forward or back in this administration with a lot of these rules um but yeah you know it's easy to judge other countries and shit people love doing that like look at these motherfuckers we're not but it's, yeah we're like a person that just lost weight walking around talking about you fat ass you no know, fuckers like and eh, america you was just over here eating at the buffet with us like on, dog. let's not get too carried away uh anyways man uh that's that's scary um because you know they're not looking for people having affairs right which is probably also illegal in their army i know it's illegal in our military they're not looking for certain shit um here's a from the daily dot marriage looks good on lgbtq couple study says uh lgbt lgbtq activists have been championing gay marriage for years and for good reason the university of washington school of social work study found that among adults from 50 to 100 married same-sex couples experience a range of benefits that improve their mental physical and financial well-being compared to non-married lgbtq people the study called the aging with pride national health aging and sexual gender study relied on over 2400 senior citizen respondents approximately 25 percent of respondents were married 25 percent in long-term relationships and approximately 50 percent were single and according to the study elderly married respondents experienced more financial support and faced much better physical and mental health compared to the non-married respondents um now i mean i can see how that study could be somewhat influenced by the fact that maybe if we're living in a country where we sort of reward um people being married and married to one person and legally married to one person quote unquote um i can see how it would skew things so that Mm -hmm. the people that were single were either um gonna be quote unquote undesirable or you know obviously not protected by certain things your insurance perspective perhaps or um uh you know the benefits of two incomes the benefits of uh maybe if it's one income and somebody's making a lot of money you can go do other things and whatnot like i could see how that would happen um or just if the people that aren't married might you know in the ways that we measure it they might you know they might fit outside of certain outliers they might be outliers anyway yeah and uh, a lot of times when they take these studies and these factors and all that stuff they're not really considering married people that are married that aren't happy and people that are single that are happy like those are factors that you know they need to do when they do these studies in my opinion you know because like you said it's kind of screwed it's like hey y'all ain't married so your life must not be shit like nah there's a lot of people that aren't married that was like thank god i'm i'm not married and i don't ever want to get married again right um 
by comparison single elderly lgbtqers were more likely to have lower psychological and social support and their overall environmental conditions were not as great as married couples lgbtqers in a long-term committed relationship experienced some of the benefits of married couples but married gay participants fared the best overall well it's the other thing too when we're talking about marriage and stuff uh to a certain extent marriage is like a luxury yep you know it's it's kind of a privilege it shouldn't necessarily have to be that way Mm -mm. but just the history within our country about who is allowed to be married or not Mm -hmm. it's not a right that is given to everybody it's not Mm -hmm. seen as an inalienable right the fact that we just got marriage for marriage equality for a lot of people is very late in the game right um so it might be too early to really have valid studies but um in general um i don't know that we can really um it feels too soon to measure all the shit and then also what about trans people that you know just getting a job is difficult for a trans person a place to live often is difficult um you know uh whether it's like the criminality like the the aspects of being um overrepresented in sex work and then the crim- the way we treat sex work in America where most of it's considered criminal right um things of that nature i don't know how you would calculate like well marriage has helped them as well you know what i'm saying i don't even know how you would necessarily calculate that because i mean if i'm just trying to live i might not be on the spectrum of even considering some shit like love and dating and all that shit might not even be my reality for a lot of people and it's not your top priority when you're just trying to survive yeah so um now i would assume that it would seem that people that are just straight up gay and able to have marriage now because marriage equality um i would assume those people in that group would look the quote-unquote best come on now compared to everybody else, else them, you know them letters that y'all especially considering right especially uh when you consider like within that the gay designation sometimes you're gonna have two men making men incomes right coupled up so you have what you know even though they are gay there's a type of male privilege that comes with employment sometimes and with the way you make money so you might skew the numbers off even more if you broke it down into like well yeah these two like if two white men are dating each other and they're and they have a good job and they are making a lot of money that couple is gonna skew the numbers off to be like oh yeah gay people are doing great yeah, uh when maybe the may it may or may not be true i don't know yeah that's not always true uh it doesn't hurt man uh it doesn't hurt that gay marriage is a lot of land either social security and tax exemption benefits are not open to gay couples thanks to gay marriages legalization to improving quality of life even though gay couples are happier and have li- better lives while married conservative opponents are still actively looking into ways to impede gay marriages yep in north carolina legislature legislators have introduced a bill that would ban gay marriage outright if it passes meanwhile a texas bill allows elected officials to pass on issuing gay marriage certificates other under religious freedom even though gay marriage clearly makes queer americans happy the fight isn't over for lgbtq people looking to tie the knot yep uh well there's also this other thing too um um man it really just uh how did i just lose that thought i was just reading it um yeah even i mean even if you like where you have the states that are fighting against and stuff um you could lose that designation so then how do you factor into that like how you know healthy and happy are you when 
like i'll never sit around thinking about man i hope they don't fucking pass a law to make me and karen not be married tomorrow right you know that's got to be a, a burden that weighs on people um in a lot of ways too so man i cannot believe i can't remember what thought i had but it was something else too about it that was fucked up and it's gonna bother me that i can't remember yeah social security tax exemptions buying a house like a bunch of shit married people do that really protect their money and protect their you know investments and stuff like that that just aren't afforded to people um but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how this goes because i think the 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 nice thing to say is to just be like yeah you know it makes me feel good to be like gay marriage is great everybody's enjoying it but then part of it is like how much of this is just us rushing to it's almost like when people used to write those post-racial pieces on obama mm-hmm. it was just us rushing to, to congratulate to ourselves and it's a continual race right meanwhile people are still actively fighting against the very thing that we're talking about is done um so yeah I, i'm glad they remind you you have to fight and uh like i said i can't i cannot remember for the life of me what i was thinking but it was some other angle too where i was like ah uh, yeah i guess that's not the greatest either um all right I'll, hopefully i can think of it again later um let's see what else we got here um a man has sued the dating app grinder which is a, a app for uh, i believe gay men use it to hook up it's mm-hmm. like tinder but for gay dudes mm-hmm. actually i think tinder is grinder for straight people if i'm not mistaken i think grinder was first I, th- I, th- I think it is too yeah, yeah. and people's like oh, if they fucking i need to get on this uh we need to appropriate this from these gay people right the yes gay- queen yes or the gay people was like look why this where the straight people come from y'all get your own shit yeah uh but uh yeah a new york city resident is battling to make us a grinder a popular dating app for gay and bisexual men after saying a le- 1100 suitors showed up at his home and his restaurant where he works looking for a sexual encounter how did that happen for the last five months as many as 16 people a day have been arriving and aggressively demanding sex from matthew herrick according to a complaint filed wednesday by the west harlem man's attorneys how did this happen his ex-boyfriend has been allegedly creating the fake accounts uh yeah yeah that's the problem mm-hmm. right yeah that's the problem been basically been putting information out people been showing up mm-hmm. thinking that it's him oh yeah i would have a problem i would sue that person and sue them too yeah and y'all not stopping this person mm-hmm, fuck you aggressively demanding sex too that seems showed up with a dick in the hand going i can't fuck you like dog can't you see i'm at work i came out with my dick in my hand really uh, yeah my dick is in my hand let's fuck uh yeah that's a bit that's a bit much dog uh i demand some sex i yeah and see, i know you're on your shift at at uh the restaurant but i'm gonna need a tip of that penis so let's hurry up right and also the thing is uh and not to flip it but you know when if this was a woman would people be as <gasps> i'm not telling me funny because dudes demand sex for women too now oh well, we've, we've also, covered we've covered covered articles with somebody like basically it's like revenge almost like on somebody and and this for women it's actually been worse because mom uh there's been cases where it's been like rape this person i like they pretend to be you and then they go on online and they're like i want someone to show up my house and rape me and there's some fool ass men out there that apparently will absolutely do that shit not checking for consent or anything probably thinking 
they have some type of legal justification to go in and do some shit like that but yeah there's some fucking uh psychos out there that would do something like that and you know when they get caught they go to jail but yeah it's very scary what people can do yeah and i'm glad nothing actually happened hopefully nothing actually no dude actually showed up and was like fuck it i'm gonna take it right so um yeah i sue them too fuck you yeah you shouldn't be allowed to do that my entire life has been stolen from me my privacy has been taken from me i'm humiliated daily herrick said in an interview with wire magazine uh it's a living hell besides sharing photos and details about herrick some profiles reportedly claim he is hiv positive and, it, and that interested men should not be discouraged if he's resistant because it's part of an agreed upon rape fantasy or role play oh there you go Herrick and his lawyers say Grinder shares some of the blame for offering this dangerous product, comparing the app to a car battery. If the manufacturer and seller know that the battery could explode, there's a duty to inform users of that risk. Attorney Carrie Goldberg said to CNN, not to mention the duty to ele- to evaluate whether the project is so dangerous it should not it should be removed from the market altogether. Goldberg and Tor Eakland are representing the part-time actor and model as they cha- charge that Grinder is specifically responsible for product liability fraud and deceptive business practices. Yeah, because. Uh a lot of it boils down to and almost same thing with twitter you 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 don't have anything to filter these fake and dummy accounts to to prevent people from doing this like mm-hmm. you 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 don't stop it so yes you are accountable because this is the thing i went on there and use your product but what i did not sign up for was to be harassed what i did not sign up for was for these fake accounts to be made about me what i did not sign up was for that so yes you're a killed accountable yeah um the grinder does not even use a even standard widely available software programs routinely used by interactive service providers to uh control their sites and products and to facilitate the safety and security of their users and the public the complaint reads in response daniel waxman of brian cave llp requested the permission friday to file a 30-page memorandum in support of grinders motion to dismiss the complaint besides maintaining the grinder cooperates with law enforcement that features a system of digital and human screening tools a statement from the company emphasized while we are constantly improving upon the process it is important to remember that grinder is an open platform i don't believe you i don't i I don't i really think that y'all don't do everything that you need to do like most of them because you don't care yeah he says he sent over 100 reports to them uh for notify to notify them of fake profiles yet the only reply was a boilerplate message that says thank you for your report they were setting him up to be sexually assaulted go over to a wire it's just luck that it hasn't happened yet correct you have these fucking tools and you don't have a human being vet them that's the mm-hmm. problem too you have these tools some generic response comes i get no reply so he did what it what he was supposed to do as far as notify you you didn't do anything so now you're even more accountable because your tools did fucking nothing right um all right uh let's see what else happened oh washington state judges cannot uh discriminate against gay parents in custody decisions so that's a positive that is positive but it shouldn't have been a fucking thing in the first place but go ahead well yeah we can call this whole segment shouldn't have been a fucking thing in the first place right because it's stupid we never gonna we'll never get past this oh my bad (laughs) i'm just gonna be us being like what the fuck why y'all hate these gay people so much right uh washington state supreme court issued a unanimous ruling unanimous huh april 6 prohibiting judges from considering sexual orientation in custody proceedings 
its its decision clarifies a troubling ambiguity in the state law that had previously allowed judges to favor heterosexual parents over gay parents the court emphatically closed this loophole barring judges from using pretext to inject anti-gay animus into custody disputes right because it's whoever the best fitting parent is you know if you have to make that decision and not even best fitting i mean this we're talking about stuff like taking away somebody's kid right but we're also talking about stuff like sharing custody you okay, know right. and, and like when he, when people fight over custody it gets ugly and nasty mm-hmm. and if you know you got a judge that essentially is a bigot whether they're hiding behind religion or whatever if you, you can lose. somehow convince them that part of the reason this person can't see their kid um is sexual deviance um and you're using being gay as the litmus test for what is sexually deviant um yeah man that's scary as fuck yeah, you know what i mean around and not be able to see your children or anything especially in relationships where maybe you got married and you're like actually I, i'm coming out the closet i'm uh you know i'm lgbtq whatever at this point and uh you know we got together i you know whatever i but now this is what i am i don't want to be with you we have had children i would like to see my kids the same way you can see your kids right and then you can go and then one of those parents can go to court and be like no your honor that person's gay they should not be able to see their kids you know like that that the fact that that would be grounds like not abuse or neglect or just the fact that person's gay that's enough no, kids should never see that you know and that's when i was talking about most fit i didn't i didn't mean yeah. it as as you know like uh uh like you're using it as an excuse to say that this parent is not fit right yeah yeah yeah. Right, we agree we agree okay uh in regard to marriages uh the marriage of black the case in question involved a divorced opposite sex couple rachel and charles black the blacks have three children whom they raised as conservative christians in 2011 rachel came out as gay moved into a basement room and began dating a woman she filed for divorce in 2013 a judge appointment appointed a guardian ad item kelly theriot leblanc who observes the black's children's and uh recommended custody determinations leblanc told the judge rachel's lifestyle choice i.e sexual orientation could harm the children due to its controversy she also that's the other thing they love to do right it's not no i don't have a problem it's the controversy surrounding your gender and and your sexual orientation it's really it's not i mean it's not about you we we don't have a problem you can do what you want you're a grown adult but the children you know the controversy that they will experience it's too controversial is what we're saying she also asserted that Rachel was on campaign to reindoctrinate the children and that her orientation would cause her children to be bullied. LeBlanc concluded that Rachel's relationship with a woman would injure the children due to their strict religious upbringing. She recommended that Charles receive primary custody and that Rachel be forbidden from um having further conversations with the children regarding religious homosexuality or other alternative lifestyle concepts and further that she be prohibited from exposing the children to literature or electronic media talking to them taking them to movies or events providing them with symbolic clothing or jewelry or otherwise engaging in conduct that could reasonably be interpreted as being related to those topics so she can't even take her kids to a movie uh court if if, if they would have got their way right basically it's just a way to and the other parent basically from having yeah. any, any contact with what if you child? take them to see moonlight we can't have that kids might walk out knowing it's another way to live your life i never understood that anyway like people are so afraid for children to learn 
Your children know more than you. A lot of times, you, you, not trying to find it. A lot of times, the parents are the fucking problem. The kids are okay. Like, the kids are fine. They got, uh, uh, schoolmates and shit like that. Like, they don't have a problem with it. It's the parents is in the fucking panic most of the time. Yeah. And that fear you pass on to the children. Mm hmm. Stupid. Anyway, that shit dumb. Uh, but I'm glad that the judges was like, unanimously, like, this is some no, fuck you, shit. You can't do this. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's always one when you come to that bullshit. Always one. Yeah. Uh, we kind of mentioned it already, but Texas and North Carolina are trying to make bills where you cannot have same sex marriage. Uh, I, I, I can't even feel like, at least under the Obama administration, it's like there was a level where you're like, and it'll be struck down when it gets to the Supreme Court. I don't know why the fuck y'all keep challenging this bullshit. Now I'm like, I don't know. You know, the, like we, I know that, like, I think they confirmed Merrick Garland already. So, like, mm-hmm. when they passed that fuck ass rule where it was a minority, yeah. Yeah, so I. Because they didn't want them filibustering, which is what y'all fucking did. Y'all filibustered so goddamn long the person passed. What the fuck? I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, just, I don't know, man. Just, uh, sucks. Uh, that's what i'm saying and i i don't know what'll happen i mean i hope a court strikes it down lower so it doesn't go to the supreme court but right. i just worry that it'll get to the supreme court and they'll pot they'll possibly hear it and and try to undo reverse the, everything yeah and, and there's so many people's lives that hang in the balance like they don't even think about this shit you got people with kids people that are married people's insurance uh people's jobs housing um it's just all an academic concept there's so many people that aren't you know living under the the idea that this could happen to me at any moment i i really empathize and feel so uh so bad for people man i can't believe people you know having to live under this i mean i I understand as a black person is like well yeah we we live under shit too and i I get it but this shit is like it's just so fucked up like in some ways i just I literally cannot fathom some of this shit happening to me because I have taken it for granted because it's a privilege that is a right to me as far as I'm like for me it has been a right like I will get married I can be on my wife's insurance I can go see her in the hospital if we have children they're both of our children if we go to court about the children we can fight because we will be seen as the rightful guardians of those kids Mm -hmm. and 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 all that shit people would just throw it up in in throw it up just on a whim just just to be a hateful ass bigot that's why you would do it right and then overnight you can basically rock people's whole world and then you have the whole country going in a fucking panic trying to get it straight and get it clean and it takes months possibly years to get the situation together yeah like we keep an eye on this shit but you don't have to actually um like we don't actually have to keep an eye on it on some like because it's survival we keep an eye on it because we care about this in the news and we care about uh you know people that are affected by this but it's not the same as literally it could be me which so i i can't even i yeah i i i understand the rage man because this mm-hmm. is and it's, sometimes i read this shit and it's just so fucking frustrating right and it's so fucked up and it's one of these things where you pass these laws and you don't really think about how it's going to be implemented how it's going to be executed how is everybody going to go by it what happened if you have some people some states that are like fuck you if you stay here you can still be married 
fuck y'all off like like you know like you're not even considering any you know of that whatsoever go no we care about our citizens we know y'all don't but we do like it's so constant fighting in the states and all that shit but why you doing that if you live in a state where they just strip it immediately you don't get that shit back <laughs> right um so yes that's wild um and here's some uh, kind of good news i think we need more stuff like this uh the entire faculty senate at gordon college resigned last week in solidarity with a professor who said she was denied a promotion for supporting marriage equality Mm. gordon college is an evangelical christian liberal arts college in winham massachusetts north of boston the college has a long-standing stance against lgbtq rights and same-sex marriage in 2014 gordon college president michael Lindsay wrote a letter to president obama asking for a religious exemption clause in an executive order to ban organizations from signing federal contracts if they discriminate against lgbtq employees gordon college's website includes a non-discrimination policy from which sexual orientation and gender identity are conspicuously absent um the college's list of behavioral standards forbids the following those words and actions which are expressly forbidden in scripture including but not limited to blasphemy profanity now you know they ain't kicking nobody out for cussing fuck out of here dishonesty theft drunkenness sexual relations outside of marriage and homosexual practice Mm -hmm. will not be tolerated in the lives of gordon community members either on or off campus in other words the college forbids queer students and faculty members even if they don't mention their sexuality on campus margaret deweese boyd an assistant professor of sociology at gordon college was an outspoken critic of the school's opposition to lgbtq rights as a result she claims the college president and provost denied her a promotion uh deweese boyd says she was spoken against uh, she has spoken against the ban at a faculty meeting signed a petition opposing it organized trainings and events related to gay rights and directly addressed gordon's president d michael Lindsay, about the school's stance in february Lindsay and the provost denied deweese boys promotion overriding the unanimous recommendation of the faculty senate according to the professor's complaint on wednesday all seven members of gordon college's faculty senate announced they were resigning first of all two things isn't it funny how they welcome dissent and arguments and ideas and then they're like but not no no not 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 yours those are ridiculous uh and then two uh props to all the people that was like well fuck it we all out i mean that was our jobs those are checks those are real people's lives to like uh much as um you know at times i feel like really disheartened sometimes with the way that people can be like i'm christian and i believe in this this and this and then when something happens they like mm, i don't know about that shit you know like i'm gonna let it slide you know pastor got some crazy shit to say but i just be tripping sometimes yo this is some real shit when you're like yo my convictions mean if you if you won't promote this person then how the fuck am i supposed to sit up here and act like this is a righteous institution come through right that and all that does is just send your university into chaos because that's a lot of people probably with years of experience a lot of them got tenure that you fucking just have to replace your school's gonna be in chaos and if i'm a student i'm not taking my ass to that school and if i'm currently there i'm transferring the fuck out of there because you're showing me that you're not organized right so um yeah dope you know Mm -hmm. i appreciate people standing by for somebody and standing up for their um 
principles too yeah, make them suffer because you know what people ain't gonna be giving dice like you know you do do for colleges they live off alumni so you know all of a sudden alumni going mm, y'all done got y'all shit together right so anyway i think it was dope mm-hmm, kudos yeah um <laughs> alabama state alabama senate voted to let an anti-gay mega church create its own police force because that's the thing we need no guns bill sb193 was introduced by senator jabo t wagoner who told npr it was their decision and if they wanted to have their own police force you know i don't see any reason they can't it's not unusual um would y'all let a mosque have a police force come on would you would you let the muslim islam have its own police force if they mm. don't already have it mm. not to mention um what's the difference between this shit and you know these militias and shit i mean if they anti-gay what's the point of arming these motherfuckers not that they don't already probably have guns but you're arming them and allowing them to organize and act as if they some type of police no and it's ridiculous yeah they should be certified by the alabama peace officers standards and training commission and shall meet all its requirements including continuing education they say they need police officers to keep their school as well as it's more than four thousand person congregation safe from what (coughs) from who what right from who critics of the bill argue that a police department that reports to church officials could be used to cover up crimes oh yeah uh because we've covered stories on here where religious institutions have like sexual assaults and shit and they cover it up and they tell the woman it's their fault now imagine that as hard as that is to to reconcile imagine that and also there's an armed fucking police department that is invested in making sure this church looks as good as possible it's not gonna get worse fuck out of here they gonna go snipe a victim or some shit like that or intimidate a victim ridiculous you know it, i mean these people are gonna be in charge like you don't call the real police right these motherfuckers are quote unquote the real police and they can come in there and, and take you know oh we got the evidence don't worry about it anyway t- throw this in the trash get rid of it um caitlin jenner says ellen DeGeneres helped alienate her from the lgbtq community over gay marriage debate what uh i don't think you know what that word means Mm-mm. um like it could be it might just be it might just be my opinion okay i don't know could be the fact that you sided with and voted for bigots who misgender you who will be nice to you but hate the rest of the members of your community mm-hmm. openly mm-hmm. who mock you who pass regressive bills about the bathroom about you and the people that are also in your shoes it might be that the alienation it's like stacy dad saying well they don't let conservatives work in hollywood and you're like uh, first of all that's not true many conservatives work in hollywood two don't nobody like your ass like your fuck ass opinion is the problem it ain't no nobody's had to kick you out of anything no one had to Mm-mm. ellen degeneres does not run the gay mafia they don't sit around Come on, they ain't got no bodies 
right they don't sit around and being like she's canceled she's out of the family like no she's probably thinking twice about your ass you go on you went on this show and said stupid shit now part of the thing that's funny is there were a lot of trans people a lot of trans activists and then also a lot of haters but point being some of them were right which was saying don't take your ass on these shows trying to represent your opinion as anything more yeah, than your opinion, your opinion but right. because they're uh the like kardashian jenner like kind of machine they have over there that pr like just you know entertain everything's entertainment everything's up for discussion machine they have over there it was very much like okay well how do we get caitlin out here now like how do we get sure we need to get her her own show we need to get her special we need to get her and, and it was very like a lot of people um pushed back on this because they were like you're not ready because you haven't lived this life long enough you haven't experienced any of the downsides of this life long enough and you have a lot to, of privilege exactly to even examine your privilege to and and i think she wanted to do all that shit live basically like i want to go on these interviews i want to have my show i want people to see me go through this because that's what everyone's going to be interested in they want to see me i'm going to surround myself with trans people i'm around myself with people of color so they can tell me that i'm not going to listen to and i'm just not going to listen to i'm going to do what the fuck i want to do people saw that and that's a problem and you look stupid when um trump is saying shit like uh look i don't have a problem with transgender people caitlin can go golf on my course anytime but really he's also going uh cut all of the uh you know uh uh, bills that have allowed transgender children to use the bathroom with their gender orientation no fuck that cut it out of all the federals out of schools all of them while smiling in your face and people talking about are you gonna dance with her at the inauguration nigga what the fuck do that matter it doesn't matter like you're a hateful motherfucker like it doesn't matter if you'll dance with the optics of your little pr bullshit ain't helping and it was used to provide cover for the bigotry that they have in house because they can always point to you the way they point to black people over there the way they point to fucking latino people over there the way they point to women over there where it's like look she's one of the good ones this person is on our side right so uh we can't be all bad if caitlin thinks we cool so yeah you made yourself look stupid ellen didn't have to do shit she could have sat there like skip bayless when Stephen a is saying something dumb and just Come went on. mm-hmm yep mm-hmm and you still would have looked dumb like it, and that's that's so it's so disheartening because to me what this says is that caitlin has zero um responsibility uh and culpability in her own demise like right. she she refuses to acknowledge like i played this shit wrong like i didn't need to have my ass out there acting like i was some type of authority on this experience i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about and that would have been okay right like we we already do a terrible job with tv and media of putting people in positions to talk about things where they've done no research they don't care they're ignorant they're openly ignorant they find they feel like people should see me talk about this because i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about when literally every fucking thing in life is the exact opposite of that everything you pay money if you're a business and you want somebody's expertise you pay money to someone who knows what they're doing if you do if i said hey i want you to build me a website um i'm gonna go look for somebody to do it i don't hire the person that's like i've never built a website would you like to go through this process with me no the fuck i would not if i want to get an education right and i'm in school if i was a professor i want to hear talk about something i'm normally gonna go to the person that's read and studied on it i'm not gonna go to the professor who's like i listen i'm not really a professor i'm just a dude i'm reading the book along with you guys 
fuck out of here no thanks you know what i mean this is the only area tv is one of the few areas where we play let's put charles barkley on the show talk about race he he says he doesn't even know slavery was bad maybe he shouldn't lead the discussion maybe a person who leads the discussion on racism in america should possibly have an opinion on how bad slavery was i'm just saying maybe that's a revolutionary way to think maybe the person that wants to be on tv to lead the discussion have the conversation about being transgender in america maybe you want to get a person that has done some sort of research that has that 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 uh has lived this life that associates with other people within the community so they can talk about it like you can't do that shit and then turn around and blame ellen like ellen was sitting around like i'm gonna get this motherfucker watch this watch how i make caitlin fail she wasn't thinking about your ass like that you went and did that interview and ellen is also one of the like nicest softball type interviews you can do right like she don't do the kind of show that's like i'm about to demonize this motherfucker watch how i catch them slipping come on so i disgusting man disgusted and all you do is making more enemies when you make when you make them sweeping statements because at the end of the day you don't want to be accountable for your actions so you're trying to say i'm not accountable for all the people turning on me i believe as anyone would that that was exactly what she wanted to talk about my progression in terms of changing attitude over the years caitlin writes before adding that she was surprised by the generous comment that caitlin was still a little not on board with the gay marriage i am for she has in the book i did not intentionally understand why marriage was so important influenced no doubt by my own personal experience now i do and it's a wonderful thing to see during ellen's interview with howard the tv host explained why she was confused by some of caitlin's responses to the show i said you're wanting people to understand and accept you this is like really confusing to people and you still have a judgment about gay people in marriage ellen said at the time she goes well if the world marriage the world marriage is impo- the word marriage is important is that important it is that's the word we want the same thing but in her memoir caitlin says she believes this interview led to her being words being taken out of context and spread incorrectly which caused further backlash this discussion further alienates me from members of the lgbtq community she writes ellen's appearance on the howard stern show where in my mind she even more emphatically took what i said out of context and made it go viral we saw the fucking interview dog and you said what you said dog right you and then like that's the other thing it reducing the whole idea of like well if people think it's important that word of marriage is what they want i guess it's important would be just as reductive and silly and dismissive as somebody being like well i guess if you want to be called a woman and i'm being i guess if it's important to you that word like you don't that's not the kind of advocate ally or even just um that's just not even the kind of respect you want out of this situation like you would still rather have somebody be like if it's important to you i might not even understand it but i'm going to listen to why you feel it's important and be like i got you like okay i got you that's why it's important because marriage isn't just a word in america Mm-mm. like like and trust me anybody that's been a side chick for many years will tell you this shit ain't just a word come on it means things yeah it definitely means shit and, and, and because of the way the laws laid out it's not the same as just dating or just a uh, partnership or just Mm-mm. any of that shit it's uh, um, not that funny even the common marriage because people right. talk about that but at the end of the day the motherfuckers gonna say are you married they don't give a fuck about y'all been living under the same roof for x amount of years they're gonna be like are you married and that's kind of all that matters kind of in a lot of states that shit sound cute and it sounds pretty 
and there's nothing wrong with how you choose to live your life but in this country marriage means something yeah there's a little there's an extra level of respect for it you know um all that shit mm-hmm. so. and people can fight a common marriage people don't people act like people can't fight that shit dude people can fight it right so all right uh oh, and before yes. my mom mm-hmm. but her saying that stupid shit that's why people ever since Caitlyn jenner came on the scene mm-hmm. and was talking crazy talking about how she you know she's a republican and and shit like that basically going against a lot of things that people that are lgbtq stand for a lot of people have been i'm not gonna say anti her they like you said they've been like she is not the fucking spokesperson quit putting microphones in the face mm-hmm. quit quit uh showing her around like a pony pony and horse show like you know she's something uh, fantastical when at the end of the day she does not know what she's talking about a lot of people have been like that against her since day one yep and that's why and and then when she comes out and says shit like this she go okay y'all knew what y'all was talking about she doesn't understand she really doesn't understand the plight of so many people that fall in this group then they're, they're not her they don't allow them don't have privilege Right. A lot of them, Candy could not afford the the work that she had done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's a lot more even just factors. The, even just the PR of it, right? You know, the idea of celebrating somebody like people were resentful of it. I'm not saying all this shit came from good place. I think no. a lot of people were really just hateful, Correct. and a lot of people tried to couch their you know well i just hate the kardashians and shit like that but really it was like yeah you hate them but then that turns you into a bigot i don't understand where you're crossing streams on this like you can't just be like i don't like the kardashians and leave it at that it's like no and also i have to misgender uh caitlin jenner and also i have to say a bunch of fucked up shit about trans people and stuff because i hate the kardashians it's like yeah that doesn't sound right that's like saying i hate kanye west and that's why i say niggers and call them out their name and shit but hey i'm i'm a ally to black people like no the fuck you ain't dog you you pull that shit back when you feel mad and that's bullshit but Mm -hmm. you can still be like i think caitlin jenner is fucked up without having to delve into those type of pedantic insults so right um but yeah uh she alienated herself mm-hmm. period and, and will continue to until she gets it right so right. but she going down this road she'll never get it right and even dissing ellen if you really do think ellen is the one that put you on this path dissing her ain't about to help nope all you gonna do is not try to find turn a lot of her fans that like you off yep so uh all right let's see what else we have um there's other news um uh <laughs> american airlines uh uh saw saw that um united was having some issues and so they decided that uh we should uh hold their beer as oh, they shit. they go for the record um yeah apparently there was a flight attendant who uh was having some issues with um a passenger who was trying to stow a stroller in an overhead compartment now apparently they had told this lady you can it folds up small then you can store it in an overhead compartment if it doesn't fit then we will have to uh put it in you'll have to pay for it as a carry-on okay um so she went to go do that and um uh apparently the woman the uh flight attendant flipped out on her uh the woman was crying the flight attendant 
looks on oh my god aa flight attendant violently took a stroller from a lady baby on the flight hitting her and just missing the baby uh then he tried to fly uh fight a passenger who stood up for her oh my bad it was him uh he tried to fight a passenger who stood up for her aa591 from san francisco w that's the caption on the video uh which has already been viewed 2.6 million times uh i might be able to put it on screen for y'all give me a second i'll see what i can do mm-hmm. um but yeah air, airlines travel lately man it's been getting a bad rap mm-hmm. and what's so fucked up depending on where you stay you don't have nothing but fucking large airlines. Like some places mm-hmm. don't have the little small independent because everybody done ate everybody up. Yeah. Uh, is it showing on screen? It just popped up. All right, cool. All right, let me see if I can play this for you guys. So this is after the stroller was snatched from this woman. She was hitting the head with it by accident, I guess. Hey, sir. Now the pilot's already said something. Uh, he's come out of the cab- cockpit. Uh, <coughs> you hear somebody say sir i'm not gonna sit up here and watch this so like people are already coming to her defense which right. i know it's pissing off a lot of people that saw the videos of the david dow dude and how he was basically pulled out of there and nobody said shit i know it's also probably pissing off people that heard about the delta airline flights and how they told those black women that you can't be doctors apparently because you're a black woman and why would we believe you um things of that nature so i I guarantee it's pissing a lot of people off just listening because of the double standard and she's a white woman who's crying and yes people are coming to her aid right away so a dude gets out of seat starts asking who is the flight attendant that hit her with the stroller mm-hmm. and shit? People be like, I'm reported as fuck him. I guess he's now this other dude's explaining the whole thing to everybody. So the flight attendant dude came back and he's obviously mad and talking to the guy who asked for his name. Um, you know. Wow. You stay out of 
right. And the dude now is out of his seat, like he gonna fight the flight attendant dude. Like this is a totally different response than the one we saw. Um, I guess there's no air marshal on this flight. Must not be. Cause they're not. Oh, you get the hell off. Come on. Come on. Come on. You try that with me. I'll knock you out. Well, I'm not gonna keep going. Tony. Go with us where we're going. I don't know what the story is. We So then the staff kind of steps off the plane. Um, but yeah, that, um, that happened, dog. Um, now the difference is American issued like an apology, um, like right away. Uh, unlike United, who was like trying to justify that shit and had several days of terrible apologies. Um, and does that person have their job? uh see they said um uh, they haven't specified the outcome for the passenger who tried to flight fight the flight attendant if he wasn't kicked off the plane as the incident played out is somewhat remarkable yeah that's true uh they said we have seen the video and have already started an investigation to obtain the facts we're deeply sorry for the pain we have caused this passenger and her family and any customers affected by the incident america said the woman and her family will be flown first class on another flight to finish their international trip the actions of our team member captured here do not appear to reflect the patience or empathy to values necessary for customer care the airline said um yeah uh the american team member has been removed from duty and while we immediately investigate this incident yeah unless y'all find a gun in that stroller that motherfucker should lose his job come on like i don't even know how you can justify anything short of that but um yeah that's american airlines like we need to get into this uh united of course still going for the gold american was like we can like we can try for maybe we can meddle uh to which um apparently uh delta said hold my shot glass because i'm gonna have to go in Uh, an air marshal left a loaded gun in the airplane bathroom on a man chatted the new york city flight for a passenger to find and had and hand to a crew member wow (laughs) a newly hired air marshal left the weapon by accident aboard delta flight 21221 and uh <laughs> oh man that was, it's worse than that uh liam neeson movie uh that happened in the air ah jesus this is stupid but a crew member returned the gun to the agent who failed to report the mishap to management until days later whoops you fail to report uh, the passengers might say something don't you fast about a gun might say something only that the crew might be like hey mm-hmm. my fault dog yeah. whoops like somebody said he's newly unemployed <laughs> uh golf balls in hash browns lead to a recall golf balls golf balls matthews north carolina food companies are calling frozen hash browns from stores in nine states because the potatoes may have pieces of golf balls in them how the fuck did i didn't have a golf course how the fuck this happened i don't know it doesn't sound like it's par for the course can mm-hmm. 
Just saying. I know y'all want to hear it too. <laughs> All right. Um, McCain Foods USA recall notice said the golf balls apparently were inadvertently harvested along with the potatoes and chopped up. And they say the pieces could be a choking hazard, but no injuries have been reported. Mm-mm. I guess them hash browns just hit a bogey. <laughs> yeah no a little birdie told me that uh this is gonna happen which is why i know karen's been waiting to tee off on it uh yeah the company's recalling two pound bags of harris teeter brand frozen southern style hash browns in north carolina south carolina virginia district of columbia delaware florida georgia and maryland the whole back nine guys uh, the whole back uh it is also recalling roundy brand frozen southern style hash browns from mariano's metro uh market and pick and save stores in illinois and wisconsin so they everything must come out of the same factory then yeah i'm, I'm assuming so mm-hmm. yeah yeah they do a lot of times people federalize when it comes to a lot of your foods and the stuff you consume a lot of it comes from the same plant mm-hmm. and they just change the label and smack something else across it and it could be a different between 5.99 a package and 99 cent is just a sticker yeah that's one way of putting it um <laughs> uh yeah and the hash browns have been recalled have the production code b170119 on the back of the bag so y'all be careful out there if you're eating those southern style hash browns make sure you don't get pieces of golf ball <laughs> golf ball what the fuck right uh hopefully you guys can spot it with your eagle eyes guess they're going through a bit of a rough patch (laughs) i can't help myself guys i'm sorry it's choking so make i mean it's a choking hazard so make sure you guys drink some water hazard now i'm just stuck in the sand trap all right all right i'm sorry these are horrible um (laughs) oh god uh let's see what else happened um michigan now makes it illegal for undercover police to have sex with prostitutes they are investigating why isn't this already legal in unrelated news you used to have sex with prostitutes you were investigating right. if you're a police officer and no charges could be pressed against you yeah if i was it says the bill makes it impossible it makes it possible for other for these law enforcement officers to be prosecuted if the officer engages in sexual penetration while in the course of his or her duties it's not a common tactic used by undercover police according to local and state officials the exemption from prosecution for undercover police officers is meant to protect officers they embark on sting investigations or prostitution rings so like i'm undercover i'm working in the sting i'm trying to but apparently uh i can see how people would abuse that um yeah the dubious distinction of being the last state in the nation to have this law on the books is the last state, I, was about to say, I thought 
marijuana was legal everywhere now goes to michigan the last state to end such an exemption was hawaii in 2014 uh miss emmons said how do you debate this i don't know how anyone could come out and argue against this this bill is part of an effort to state of the state to provide more protection for human trafficking victims in many states however prostitutes even if they are actually human trafficking victims still do not actually have to engage in the sex act to be arrested for solicitation come on international human rights lawyers and advocates for victims and human trafficking mary Catherine burke told the independent uh said she does not understand why it took so long for the state to pass a law but considered a win for victims and advocates y'all remember they had a scene like this in uh the wire and i thought to myself like that is ridiculously that how is that legal like how is that detective i think it was minority or something i was like how does he not go to jail for that shit too he got his dick sucked on as part of the sting quote-unquote you know they wrote it as almost like a joke but i mean that's some serious shit man Ms. Burke said she had heard several stories of victims being bought by police. I heard the stories of adult sex workers being detained by law enforcement and having them offer to release the sex worker without arrest or charge of the sex worker, performing some sort of act, and then arresting the sex worker on prostitution charges anyway. The cruelty of that. Right. Like, you gotta be a sadistic motherfucker to be like, uh, you still gotta fill this quota. When police engage in sex with these victims while investigating them, it's antithetical to the whole idea of victim services, said Ms. Burke. Yet it was allowed to 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 go until 2017. 2017. Mm. Yep. Uh, Keith Ellison uh, said former President Obama is partially to blame for the Democrats' poor showing uh, at the polls in 2016. Bitch, he wasn't running. What is happening to him? 2016. Now, um, you know, uh, Eldroy hit me on Twitter when I was talking about this and said there's some things about like 2010 and shit that uh she and other democrats felt that you know obama necessarily didn't give them the right amount of funding or whatever or the right amount of resources allocated and i'm sure she's as a political strategist and more of an insider and member of that party she probably could speak on that to greater um greater than i could you know i'm not an expert in this by any means and uh i definitely bow to her her knowledge on it but uh get the fuck out of here with this uh revisionist ass history of like how things went in 2010 i know we lived in a state where our senator won only because of 2008's barack obama's like pure fucking uh the the amount of people that voted for him and just went i'm gonna do a whole blue ticket straight part because our state literally got rid of it the next year that's how she won and then um when when it was time for re-election she could not have pretended to not know barack obama any more than she did and that's why her fucking ass lost the attack ads were like she knows barack obama and her ass is like he ain't got nothing to do with me that wasn't just our state many democratic uh people did that to their detriment and they lost you know if that's some type of inner workings or the resources and allocations then i don't understand why the public face was a repudiation of the sitting president that would have had a much popular much more popular rating than any of his detractors and even any of his supporters within the government mm-hmm. he was the most popular person during a time where the government could have been considered very unpopular and you still run away from him they play right into republicans hands um and now they want to revise it as like this president obama just didn't do enough for us how do you do something for people that actively don't want you to do shit for them 
you know i don't like i understand um people that were like well i was on the ground and i did this that and the other and you know that's your opinion man but i think also that shit sometimes people play it wrong and maybe it's but from the fact that you have to not be on the ground to understand that well y'all played that shit wrong running away from obama that was what i do know is you lost so if by your estimates it was the right decision well it was the right decision and y'all lost you know i don't think it was the right decision to do i think it was the wrong decision to run away from that uh from president obama at that time um and you're not here's and here's the bigger point of all this shit let's say for instance everyone's right uh president obama let them down and he's the reason that they didn't win more seats and it even affected them in 2016 let's assume that that's correct um you're not gonna be able to make that case to democratic voters and the american people in mass he's more popular than all of you he's still gonna be the person people are waiting for him to come back and speak right now yep people are waiting on his book right now mm-hmm. i'm gonna that bitch like bernie sanders don't want y'all like he like he's essentially uh won't claim y'all in public dude like i'm not a democrat i'm just gonna go to these rallies i'm just gonna tell everybody i'm um, i demand their attention i demand their votes i demand that the dnc get behind me while actively being not a part of the dnc i demand all this shit because i'm all about myself but at the end of the day fuck democrats and fuck all y'all it's about bernie and me only and just me that's it that's what it's about um i believe barack obama's gonna come and i think ellison is is framing it this way on purpose um i expect barack obama to come back and everybody to be like so barack what are we really gonna do right um and this thing where you're alienating and trying to divide the base i think that's exactly how you get to uh four more years of trump with this bullshit yeah 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 like i said i will not be shocked if he get voted in again right uh look i'm a great friend of president obama i vo- totally voted for many of the things he supported die frank affordable care act liddy led better uh fair pay act i could keep going ellison said in an event wednesday wonderful achievements but barack obama could have been a better party leader and i think the fact that he wasn't put his legacy in jeopardy he added that obama was great at getting himself elected but said he should have worked closer with the party leaders to ensure democrats were empowered to protect his accomplishments how much closer was he supposed to work with him people just running away from when him. you didn't want to fuck with him and then when you consider 2016 he worked with the party leaders uh hillary clinton is a party leader he 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 was her biggest advocate michelle obama even campaigned for hillary clinton she was definitely the biggest uh impactful speaker for hillary clinton's behalf it, it don't get more working with the party than that i don't understand he says your legacy is not a building and he's going to construct in chicago housing his presidential papers his legacy is the work he's done which i believe is tremendous but given we lost a lot of state house seats governorships secretary of states his true legacy is in danger and i think he can't say that he has he wasn't part of those losses who else right uh it comes as the dnc begins the process of rebuilding the national party under the leadership of new chairman tom perez after the disaster his 2016 election cycle uh yeah i feel like those are chickens coming home to roost since 2010 i don't think i mean immediately they started disowning barack obama partially because of internalized racism on the left partially because of the fact that people were being openly uh antagonistic of the president at the time very disrespectful um they didn't do anything to 
give him the backing that be the bully president they claim they wanted him to be um you know blue dog democrats were sabotaging him it was a whole lot of bullshit um like did he underestimate the resistance to him yeah sure but so did most of america most most of the people that even supported him were not ready for that level of vitriol and to revise it like i said that revisionist history to go back and pretend that we were is stupid a lot of people felt he was a unifier a lot of people felt that he was the rational adult in the room he was going to be the one to talk to people he was going to be the one to start these conversations and change shit a lot of people had those emotional attachments to him now i'm not saying i did but i recognize i'm an outlier with most political shit i'm not really uh uh i'm pretty pragmatic you know um i I think a lot of shit's gonna go wrong you know i honestly was like i hope he just don't die to be honest that's what my bar was do you mind too uh it feels like a long time ago and like it's a fact of life now we can just say that shit but i still think about that shit every day Mm -hmm. um so all that to say man uh it's easy to revise it but it's skipping over a whole lot of people that didn't want his help and then going well why didn't he make it make them see that he they needed his help they didn't want it dog like what do you do when somebody don't want it bernie sanders didn't even really fuck with obama like that like Mm-mm. what are y'all talking about it's just such a way to revise it and the thing is you definitely can't say this while then supporting bernie sanders come on because bernie sanders is more of a he's more of the shit you say you hated about obama than obama was who's more about getting themselves elected and not everybody else than a guy that won't be part of your party that won't raise money for your party you know like who who are you doing that so i I don't understand man it's uh to see people and who do you think this is popular with because if the plan for your party is to appeal to essentially white liberals who are dissatisfied with the obama era and want somebody even more left than obama to come in and be like the leftist trump you are alienating the base of this fucking party right you will lose again you this is not how you rally people this is not how you galvanize people bernie sanders revolution is very much a revolutionary of white men revolution of white men who are angry just like trump's revolution is white men who are angry the problem is the democratic voter base is too brown too woman and too um too you know a bunch of other elements that come together a bunch of marginalized people for you to think catering and coveting only white people is going to bring these people along they will not come along and i've been right at every step of this fucking election cycle i i know i'm right about this now and i don't want to hear it later when i don't write me arguing and shit because it's just gonna be i'm proven right later and i'm never gonna get that fucking apology email either so fuck you don't even send it just saying man this shit is so stupid man um but yeah you know even and even i'm so sick of the dnc email quote-unquote scandal where they keep trotting it out where if you go read the fucking emails you're like well, this what y'all was mad about you know like they didn't go hey man let's actively campaign against bernie sanders hey let's not provide him the resources that we are dutifully called to do uh let's not like they didn't sabotage him they the only thing they stated was in interpersonal emails with each other like basically this nigga is the worst right but it was never in any action taken against him everything even at one point they can they like consider like maybe we should do this 
no don't to me that is um uh that is self-checking yourself that is making sure that there won't be any bias or anything done because to me if the if a private not private but i guess an email between two people is the extent of well they didn't like them you know what a lot of people didn't like them and y'all didn't have a problem with emails when people don't like hillary clinton y'all don't have a problem with that kind of shit but this dude tried to usurp a whole fucking party for himself a party that he has never belonged to he simply switched allegiances just to try to usurp control in 2016 and then immediately as soon as the race is over hop back out so he can continue to play the outsider when this motherfucker is a complete uh pillar of washington like there you don't get more in than bernie sanders i wouldn't be shocked if he voted for trump to be honest the way he talked like i don't see any difference he because he seems to be doing a lot of backpedaling to make sure that people that voted for trump don't feel bad or guilty about it right. and to me that's a night that's a mark of a guilty conscience of a person that knows that their ideology is not that fucking club far from trump that's what, like your voters ain't bad i'd take them of course you would give me give me hillary saying that the motherfuckers are deplorable that was the realty and ain't nobody want to hear that but that shit is the truth and it's been proven every day since 11 6 but uh yeah man fuck that shit man i i don't know what ellison is thinking just because like i said even if it was true it's still stupid to say because it's it's uh, it's untenable you will never be more popular than barack obama you will never get the vast majority of people that support democrats and to to abandon barack obama for your vision of what democrats should be you're not gonna get it to happen and you're not gonna get nowhere being critical of the dude to be honest it would just be very pragmatically realist about the situation the democratic party is in right now you're gonna need barack obama and his advocacy more so than you're gonna need bernie sanders just telling you um but keep playing the game man um lose again yeah uh perez and sanders are currently on a unity tour aimed at energizing liberals in opposition to trump and healing lingering party divides from the primary yeah okay one that doesn't mention race or or gender and Mm-mm. all this other Mm-mm. shit we colorblind on everything yeah it's just about the economy ain't no unity if you don't see people man you, you can't have right. unity like his whole idea the economy will fix it and it'll bring unity no because the economic challenges and hurdles are different for different people so and there's a reason to it and if you don't address it in your platform then you're useless uh anyway we'll see if they get their heads out of the ass i'm just kind of hoping uh sanders dies before 2020 and we can move on with this shit because that's the only thing that's gonna stop white people is they really need yeah that's that's the only thing i can think of to stop them um all right uh let's get into uh some fucking black people guys uh here we go we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles to make us feel fucked with and we score them from zero to 100 intervals of 25 for how much we do feel fucked with as black people today's contestants everybody you know everybody love this uh let's get into it guys okay uh let's see who's back in the news oh and becky is back in the news Ra- rachel dolezal you know she changed the name it's 
Karen is uh, already disproven. Um, well, she's back in the news, is what I'm trying to say, guys. But All right. What? She took, she's, you know, she's promoting her book. Mm-hmm. And she took that shit, her whole, I'm transracial. Mm-hmm. She took that stick to Africa. Mm-hmm. she went to africa to tell them negroes about some racism and about being black what it's really like the real hot tea and you know what i know this is fucked up but i don't care mm-hmm. i hope they throw spo- i hope they throw spears at her ass that's you can't be racist while trying to not be right just be against racism karen that's a racial stereotype not everybody in uh what white nonsense is this not everybody in africa is throwing spears karen that's i know this that's I, I, that's I, I, that's I, that is fucked up i you knew it before it. i said the comment that's why i did a psa okay well that does not really fix anything no it does not with that statement that is still wrong and <laughs> people you gonna write up here don't attribute that shit to me because i didn't say it and i don't agree with it okay that's for karen American race faker Rachel Dolezal has returned to the limelight with her first ever visit to Africa on a first ever hmm, on a lecture tour about race, a move which has been met with outrage, calls for a boycott, and string of scathing memes. Police flanked Miss Dolezal's first keynote event after a hostile meeting with mostly black students who objected to her insistence that she had an authentic black identity despite admitting to being biological white, biologically white. The 39-year-old, who has been labeled as an ethnic fraud, after passing herself off at so much shade in this, uh, I love it, as a black woman for more than a decade, recently took a Nigerian name to make herself sound more authentic. The shamed black activist, who now calls herself Nkichi Amari Diallo, uh, outraged her young black audience in Johannesburg after equating her claim to being trans black with the transgender experience of Caitlyn Jenner. Now, the thing is, she was invited over by a uh pastor or somebody and my question is this does and the pastor was like we we need to hear her out being trans black that's like being transgender but do you think that passing pass that pastor supports transgender rights Mm-mm. i would bet that he says i don't support transgender rights and i'm only using her to somehow mock the transgender community in a way to be like well if y'all okay with this then y'all should be okay with you know that kind of shit I still identify as black. Maybe trans black is a good compromise because it identifies that I was born to white parents but have authentic black identity. She assisted as students of the University of Johannesburg to it loudly and shook their heads in disbelief. The mother of three who has been forced to make ends meet by braiding hair after failing to get work since she was outed as a white woman two years ago was invited to South Africa by a retired black bishop who wholeheartedly supports her extraordinary claims. Clyde Rema Lian told uh, Mail Online he backed Dolezal's right to compare herself with transgender Caitlyn Jenner who won Olympic glory when she was still known as Bruce and argued that there was an unfairness in the way the two had been treated. I find it amazing that Bruce Jenner can be celebrated on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine yet no one has ever said to him but you deceived people all those years you were in a male locker room you slept with women he said bingo i knew it i fucking knew it motherfucker don't care about no caitlin jenner this is all to me to be like look at this this is a mockery this is a sideshow this is a circus act and i'm gonna use it also to, to promote trans antagonism that's all it was mm-hmm. yeah, they're not taking her seriously that yeah you're a clown show to them baby 
right and her dumb ass went over there like a stupid mm-hmm. idiot and got cussed the fuck out which i'm all here for her getting cussed out i don't give a fuck i'll read every article about her getting cussed out like people was like don't share no more articles I'm like Mm-mm. anytime somebody serve her ass i'm gonna be right here cheering like serena winning another grand slam i don't give a fuck i can watch her get roasted for the rest of her life if this what is this what the final 15 minutes gonna be i'm i'm with this every time she around some black people i'll be like mm, here we here let's get cue this up uh he went on no one accuses bruce jenner of living a lot or calling him a fraud he is celebrated for his bravery and being truthful about his identity yet rachel is vilified as treated as a pariah accused of lying about who she really was she has chosen to self-define and that's her right can we just live with who she wants to be i embrace rachel as she defines herself but you don't embrace caitlin because you don't call her caitlin right like the the irony <laughs> oh man people ain't shit man and the fact that she knows that she is being used as a weapon against um against transgender people and just don't care that's the whitest shit you've ever that's the whitest shit you could be she's so white she's fucking neon white she's fucking glow in the dark white she's the moon on a fucking clear night white like there's this is the it's so white to just be like and now i decided i'm black oh man anyway uh zero to a hundred oh it's uh still a hundred yep a hundred um i won't read any details of a book because i don't really give a fuck Mm -hmm. but uh i will read them roastings oh and a stranger had an interview where she got interviewed by this um uh i believe she's a you know i don't know for sure but i think she's an african woman who lives in the united states mm-hmm. and the stranger's like a, a oregon paper or something like something like the seattle or something mm-hmm. anyway she interviewed rachel donzel i bet you that didn't go well <sighs> Woo! Oh, start a new session oh okay my bad i didn't know i got to the end Hold on. um okay yeah it must have just i seen somebody say seattle so it must have just went there but uh yeah. woo it was good Mm-mm-mm. was it audio video to it or no it's just uh you know just a, it was an interview it was just an interview like okay. you know uh written you know written interview mm. all right we should be live again and i'll add you back to the screen mm-hmm. in a second but yeah it was just a, a audio interview i mean a not audio it was just a regular written interview but she went in on her and it's about fucking time because people 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 are gonna be like oh black women don't like her they be going in over nothing and shit no 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 no. one of the reasons that this got as far as it did is because black women weren't the people doing the interviews right um we'd have shut that shit down she would she she wouldn't have lasted a good a minute and a half right the only person that that was a black woman that did an interview was uh well there were a couple but the main one is melissa harris perry and i i mean she tanked that interview i don't know if she believes she tanked that interview but as for what people were expecting and people wanted to see she tanked the fuck out of that interview at the time and lost a lot of uh standing with a lot of black women who were like dog you can't pull this bullshit this is not an academic study for um for us this isn't about coddling her this is about someone that's openly a fraud you know the thing that like i say that always gets missed in all this shit and i bring it up every time because people actively avoid talking about this because they don't because they really do 
i think innately covet white women and want to protect them and they feel sorry for them and they start talking about mental illness and shit even though she ain't been diagnosed with nothing um she's a fraud and a scammer and a fake and people don't want to just come through and say that um but what's wild and it always gets missed is she faked them hate crimes dog that's popped all this off in the first place that's so goddamn dangerous and people keep acting like it's no big deal you know like i can't just be white i can't just be black i have to be so black that people want to kill me even though they don't and you got other black people in that community and shit too going going motherfucker i actually did get hate crimes against me i'm actually do have fear for my life possibly but maybe they don't even if they don't you now created that fear yes you know the fact that you fake something like that like people get mad at women for crying rape quote unquote that didn't get raped right like when you find out like oh this person literally made up this sexual assault and everybody gets so scared for the men and they and it's like we feel so bad and all this shit and they and then they start talking about you're the real problem this is why people hate when women like this is why people don't believe women they go all the way out there for that mm-hmm. they don't do that for rachel does fake hate crimes mm-hmm like i'm not even saying they're right to do it in the first place but they definitely don't do that shit for like no one says well what about all the real hate crimes that got ignored because of you no one says that everybody just goes look she i never heard anything bad about it until this happened so i don't know why blah 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 instead of yeah that's pretty fucking dangerous because y'all found out jesse jackson was faking a hate crime y'all niggas would be like get him the fuck up out of here so yeah man i can't it's anyway but yeah that other interview um on the stranger i don't i don't have a link right now i'm trying maybe i can find it or something but uh nigga i'm talking about she brought it she brought i was reading that shit with some popcorn (laughs) some wine i was like get her ass man I don't. I don't mind when she gets roasted. Black women are tired. Black women are tired from the beginning. Everybody else gave her the attention, and that was the problem. Yeah, like, and then more than just attention, it's like they tried to justify and find some angle where, you know, it was okay what she was doing, and that was the part that was so fucking frustrating to me. You know, it's like really. We couldn't have just talked about this and said oh, somebody put a link in the chat if you can't find it uh i'm googling it right now while we're talking um but yeah it's um yeah y'all like you literally could have and the thing is you had white people doing it you had white people making a decision um and that's why that shit sucked man uh yeah okay um here we go um i found a link to it yeah the jezebel is like this shit's so good uh it's so good we never have to think about her again yeah it was like an ending to me reading that shit but then she made it even better by going to africa and i said oh good cuss her ass out in in different languages too ain't that the truth i know shit like telling black people how what your the fact that she even feels that she that her story is for to inform black people tell me what's whiter than that y'all right like it wasn't like and now i'm gonna use my story to educate white people on how stupid racism is no now i'm gonna tell you negroes how you need to be acting <laughs> um yeah uh see i don't pronounce it wrong but i believe it's Ijioma olu is the author of this and it's called the heart of whiteness Ijioma olu interviews rachel dolezal a white woman who identifies as black and uh it's very long um like i can't read it all here but she talks about like how she got a painting in her house they got like four different um 
shades of her and she's like yeah because people always tell me i could be they don't care if i'm blue red green whatever and uh you know i'm gonna read it fuck it go ahead yeah. fuck it man y'all get y'all's wine out okay like <laughs> i know y'all at work. as well you know what fuck it man i i had such a good time reading it i just want to pass it on to you because many of y'all are sick and tired of hearing about her and i understand skip the whole rest of the show if you don't want to hear it. I, I get it uh but i ain't sick of hearing her get roasted this shit was too good to me i'm sitting across the from rachel dola's island she looks white not a little white not racially ambiguous dola's Isle looks really really white she looks like a white woman with a mild suntan and box braids like perhaps she'd just gotten back from a caribbean vacation and decided to keep the hairstyle for a few days for fun she's also smaller than i expected tiny even even in her wedge heels and jeans i'm six feet tall and fat i wonder for a moment what this conversation might look like to bystanders if things were to get heated a giant black woman interrogating a tiny white woman everything about dolezal is smaller than expected the tiny house she rents the limited and very used furniture her i'm sorry it's the shade is so good i mean not just the fact that she said uh interrogating a tiny white woman she's not acknowledging or giving any room to this facade of her being black come on everything about those okay so she goes um her one-year-old son toddles in front of cartoons playing on a small television the only thing of real size in the house seems to be a painting of her adopted brother and now adopted son isaiah from when she when he was a child the painting looms over dola's aisle on the living room wall as she begins to talk i try to get my bearings and listen to what she's trying to say but for the first few moments my mind keeps repeating how in the hell did i get here i did not want to think about it talk about or write about rachel dola's aisle ever again while many people have been highly entertained by the story of a woman who passed herself off for more almost a decade as a black woman even rising to the head of the spokane chapter of the naacp before being outed quote-unquote during a tv interview by kxly reporter jeff humphrey as white as later confirmed by her white parents i found little amusement in her continued spotlight when the story first broke in june 2015 i was approached by more editors in a week than i had heard from in two months they were all looking for fresh takes on the dolezal scandal from the very people whose identity had now been put up for debate black women I wrote two pieces on Dolezal for two different websites, mostly focused not on her, but on the lack of understanding of black women's identity that was causing the conversation about Dolezal to become more and more painfully so uh, painful for so many black women. After a few weeks of media obsession, I and most other black women I knew was completely done with Rachel Dolezal, or at least I hope to be. Right after turning in a draft of my book on race at the end of February, I went to a theater to do an onstage interview on race and intersectionality, a mode of thinking that intersects identities and systems of social oppression and domination. But before going on stage, my phone buzzed with a news alert. Rachel Dolezal had changed her name. I quickly glanced at the article and saw that Dolezal had changed her name to Inkichi Amari, Amari Diallo. My jaw dropped in disbelief. Inkichi is my sister's name my visibly black sister born and raised in nigeria dolezal claimed the name change was to make it easier for her to get a job because the scandal had made it so nobody in eastern washington town of spokane population two hundred and ten thousand, would look at an application with the name rachel dolezal on it i'm gonna pause here so we can recognize the absurdity of this claim you change your name from rachel dolezal to inkichi amari diallo because everyone in your lily white town spokane is more than 80 percent white now knows 
you as rachel dolezal who was pretending to be black so you change your name to Enkichi amari diallo because somehow they won't know who you are then maybe they'll just confuse you with all the other Enkichi amari diallos in spokane and not think when a white woman shows up for the interview oh yeah it's that white woman who pretended to be black and then changed her name to Enkichi amari diallo also even if there were 50 Enkichi Yamari Diallos in Spokane, trust me, as someone named Ijeoma Olu, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right, I'm sorry if I'm not, who grew up in a white Seattle suburb of Linwood, you'd have a much better chance of getting a job interview if you change your name to Sarah. Right. 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 By the time I finished my interview on that rainy February day, my cell phone indicated that I had a voicemail. It was the stranger asking if I would spend a day with Rachel Dolezal for two years. I, like many other black women who talk or write about racial justice, have tried to avoid Rachel Dolezal, but she follows us wherever we go. So if I couldn't get away from her, I was going to at least try to figure out why. I surprised myself by agreeing to the interview. I began to get nervous as the interview day approached. By the time I boarded the plane to Spokane, which is a one-hour flight from Seattle and is near the border of Idaho, a state that's almost 90% white, I was half sure that this interview was my worst career decision to date. Initially, I hoped that my research on Dolezal would reassure me that there was a way to find real value in this conversation, that there would be a way to actually turn this circus into a productive discussion on race in America. But then I read her book. shortly after i announced the deal for my first book a primer on how we could have more productive conversations on race a friend posted a link on my facebook page with a joking comment along the lines of oh no looks like rachel beat you to it she linked to an article (laughs) she linked to an article announcing that rachel dolezal would also be publishing her first book on race in full color finding my place in a black and white world throughout the week at least five other friends sent me a similar link with similar comments a look through my social media feed shows that i was not alone black women writers around the country were all being sent links to articles on dolezal's book deal the memoir of a black woman who chose fame not being actually black whose claim to fame was not actually being black yeah now here's the thing i would mention to say about this people often say to black women like why don't you just ignore it just ignore it you can't how do you ignore someone when people are actively sending you this shit because they're like look at this ridiculous bullshit because there's a lot of people that are outraged by it and if you don't care about it then just don't care when people respond to it as well just don't ever care like don't try to hop in to protect this white woman on some like y'all care yeah yeah yes people care because it's fucking annoying and do you care about your favorite football team do you care about your favorite basketball team do you care about your favorite sport like your favorite comic book character somebody argue with me about captain america this morning you care when you care and this and captain america don't affect my fucking worldview like i ain't never felt threatened or erased by captain america motherfuckers do use rachel dolas out as a cudgel against black women they often say your activism doesn't count they try to upgrade her activism they try to put i've seen her compared to the people who created and led the movement for black lives what are we talking about because she's a white woman that's why overrating her you know it's like that grading that ass on the curb but for activism like stop anyway do you mind if i fold laundry while we talk then we'll go down to the dark studio to the art studio later and look at some of my work dolezal says to me after i arrive at her home the laundry basket is already sitting in front of the fireplace ledge dolezal takes a seat and begins folding while i dig my notebook out of my backpack and set up my recorder the scene is eerily normal 
the woman who has been at the center of a controversy that has captivated the country for two years is doing chores and lovingly soothing her toddler after he falls down while trying to pick up a toy dolezal asks almost defensively if i read her book and when i say yes she looks visibly relieved hey you think when she was folding clothes she was she actually put her colors in with her whites when she washed them mm-hmm. like i hope they get all blended together i hate wipes put put some bleach in here with these colors let's get it popping you will get it popping tie-dye shirts everywhere everywhere when the den of the television set with the den of the television set playing in the background with the occasional interruptions for her busy title adola's island i began talking she has just returned from new york city where she has done rounds during a media tour for her book appearing on facebook live interview with the new york times and giving interviews to vice and the today show she is currently jobless and spends her days looking after her sons ferrying them to school and appointments she braids hair for cash and is still looking for work her rental house is a month-to-month lease Mo- hopefully after the book release and this round of media maybe everyone's question the curiosities will be satisfied and then i can reintegrate into society she says with a smile like that's what she wants uh we visit lola's Del- studio she is in all honesty a very uh very talented painter the majority of her paintings feature black people other than the paintings of her uh children most of the black people depicted appear to be dressed as slaves or tribes people mm. hmm. interesting choice to paint any black people slaves and tribes breaking this pattern was a series of portraits hanging on the wall of dola's herself they were done warhol warhol style like each painting duplicated a different color dolezal explains them to me you know people are always saying to me rachel i don't care if you're red green blue or purple so i decided to paint myself as red green blue or purple dolezal chuckles as she says this as if it's the most clever and original idea anybody ever had i don't know how many times a white person has told me they don't care if i'm red green blue or purple when they are trying to explain to me just how not racist they are i've Mom. lost i've lost count i do know that i roll my eyes every time right as my brother ahime fule i hope i pronounced that right and if not sorry said to me once they may not care if i'm red or green or blue or purple but they sure as hell care that i'm black right (laughs) i asked her specifically about the problematic sections of the book explaining that her descriptions of falling in love with blackness based on a national geographic and sports illustrator seem fetishizing to me as a black person as a kid i say i remember national geographic being something that we used to mock that used to mock that was used to mock me regularly a lot of images of black people in national geographic have been incredibly fetishizing over the years is there a reason why you chose the the language that you chose because honestly if anybody came up to me and said their first encounter with blackness was through national geographic and they loved it i would end the conversation immediately Dolezal seems offended I would even ask that reminding me that she was writing about her experience with blackness as a child when my older brothers was fetishizing black women in National Geographic she says looking at me curiously as she folds clothes and I talk about that in the book I felt my gaze was more humanizing and more of a again black is beautiful black is inspirational I had a different gaze than he did I understand National Geographic has been exploitative I understand that but as a five or eight year old child looking at images of people you're not looking at with a doctoral degree of sociology and anthropology and parceling this stuff apart you're just you're looking at representations of the human experience and to try to i try to clarify that it, it is the fact that she thinks her connection to blackness represented via national geographic no matter how inspirational could be authentic is itself the problem but you are looking at representations crafted by white supremacy i mean it's not actually black people you're looking at just like when people are watching tv dolezal says in her defense then she seems to remember the interview 
is uh in which she bragged that growing up without television saved her from viewing blackness through a white lens and her tone changes the sounds almost bitter in that sense maybe i wasn't entirely sheltered from the whole propaganda she says she sighs or whatever there was a moment before meeting dolo's island reading her book that i thought she genuinely loves black people but took it a little too far but now i can see that is not the case that is not a this is not a love gone mad something else something even sinister is at work in her relationship and understanding the blackness there's a chapter where she compares herself to black slaves dolo's out describes selling crafts to buy new clothes and she compares her quest to craft her way into new clothes with chattel slavery when i ask her uh what she has to say to people who might be offended by her comparison comparing herself to slaves dolazal is indignant almost to exasperation she is done folding clothes i'm not comparing the struggles okay because i never said that my life was the same i never said that it was the equivalent of slavery or chattel slavery i did work and brought all my clothes all clothes and shoes since i was nine years old that's not a typical american childhood life she said i worked very hard but i didn't resonate with white women who were born with a silver spoon i didn't find a sentence of connection in those stories or connection with the story of a princess who was looking for a knight in shining armor well i don't know man couldn't uh wasn't that the story for cinderella i mean she was working hard for the clothes no okay even step mama uh there's no stories of white people working hard for and being poor guys uh she almost spits out the last sentences i'm beginning to wonder if it isn't blackness that dolazal doesn't understand but whiteness because growing up poor on a family farm in montana being homeschooled by fundamentalist christian parents doesn't sound uh i mean by fundamentalist christian parents sounds whiter than this silver spoon whiteness she claims to be rejecting dolazal feels she is different from others who would genuinely compare her hardship their hardships to slavery but the but but those people are not aware they haven't been black history professors she says with a voice trembling with the indignation oh okay well as long as you did that then i guess you can say it with slavery i want to remind dolazal she's a former black history professor who has degrees in art not black history african history or american history but i don't i'm trying not to get kicked out of her place early it's, ah! all, it's only been an hour and i still need to ask the question dolazal has argued many qu- times that her insistence on a black identity will not only allow her to live in the culture that she says matches her true self but will also help free visibly black people from racial oppression by helping to destroy the social construct of race i am more than a little skeptical that dolazal's identity as a revolutionary strike against the myth of race is anything more than impractical white saviorism at least when it comes to the ways in which race oppresses black people even if there were thousands of racial dolazals in the country would their claims of blackness do anything to open up the definition of whiteness to those with darker skin coarser hair and racialized features the degree to which you are excluded from white privilege is largely dependent on the degree to which your appearance appearance deviates from whiteness you can be extremely light-skinned and still be black but you cannot be extremely or even moderately dark-skinned and be treated as white ever yeah that's the only reason i always find her racist social construct thing stupid because like trust if there was just i mean atlanta did it best that episode uh was it uh it's like ban b-a-n um the dude who was like i'm gonna be transracial and i'm a white dude Mm -hmm. it was the reason it was played for funny was because we all know in america you can't be a dark-skinned black dude with dreads talking about i'm a white man people laugh it's funny though we're just like this is a ridiculous point of view that like that pointed out the ridiculousness of rachel dolezal's shit too 
by turning herself into a very 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 light-skinned black woman dolazile opened herself up to be treated as black by white society only to the extent that they can visually identify her as such and no amount of visual change would provide dolazile with the inherited trauma and socioeconomic disadvantage of racial oppression in this country i asked her some easy questions but she answered them with increasing irritation when when we have been together for three hours i feel like it's time to ask the question it's the same question that other black interviewers have asked her a question she seems to deeply dislike so much that she complains about the question in her book but even in the book it's not a question she actually answers how is her racial fluidity anything more than a function of her privilege as a white person right if dolazile's identity only helps other people born white become black while still shielding them from the majority of the oppression of visible blackness and does nothing to help those born black become white how is this not just more white privilege dolazile takes issue with the idea that racial fluidity only travels one way well i would respectfully disagree that it only goes one way she says i mean people all the time who went the other way i meet people all the time who went the other way i meet people who have passed or identified as latina their entire life who were born to categorize as black who passed white and have a black parent because that's how they look or that's how they have kind of come to look stories of people of color passing for white have been well known since the time of slavery almost any person of color in the united states has a relative in the past or present who has passed for white but passing was a ticket out of the worst injustices of racial impression of oppression that has been uh open to only a select few the history of passing in the united states is a story filled with pain and separation right it has never been a story of liberation in the way dolas i was trying to describe it I point out that there's a difference between Dolezal's claim of racial liberation and the forced denial of race in order to escape oppression. I'm only bringing that up because you said it can only go one way and yet it has still, it still does go the other way, Dolezal snaps, as if this defense was pulled out of her and his limitations are my fault. But not only have I heard her invoke the historical passing of light-skinned people of color in previous interviews when any question about the one-way street of her racial fluidity was brought up, she even included this argument in her book. She has had plenty of time to come up with a better answer to that question. I tried one more time to get an answer to this question, but from a different angle. What is the function of privilege of still appearing to the world as white a white person play into this and into your identity as affiliating with black culture dolazal seems to struggle for a moment before answering i don't know i guess i do have light skin but i don't know that i necessarily appear to the world as a white person i think that since the white uh i think that uh since the white parents did their tv tour on everything wait did she say the white parents don't you mean my white parents anyway, just when they just be my parents anyway i think that since the white parents did their tv tour on every national network some people will forever see me as my birth category as a white woman but people who see me as that don't really see see don't really see me for who i am and i probably am not and i probably improper wait I, who i am and probably are not seeing me as a white woman in some kind of privileged sense if that makes sense it doesn't i am nothing if not stubborn so i clarify my question i mean if you were walking down the street in new york just as an anonymous person to a lot of people you would appear as a white woman that's a function of privilege to that right the way in which you would be able to walk through the street how people will interact with you the level of services you will receive your ability to get a cab all of that will be impacted does that privilege factor into your identity dolas out looks at me as if my question is completely ludicrous well i understand your question but once again that's not what i experience i don't experience people treat me as a white woman in new york or elsewhere an anonymous white woman that's what i'm trying to explain people either treat me like a freak because i'm the white woman that's pretending to be black in their eyes or they treat me as a light-skinned black woman that's how people see me 
i'm confused as to whether dola's eye is claiming she's never seen as white because she simply recognizes rachel dola's eye wherever she goes or she doesn't look white to strangers because her physical appearance is not that of a white woman um i'm slightly shocked that this is an argument she would make in person maybe in a dusty eastern washington town like spokane where one where only two percent of people are black something right. as exotic as box braids might be enough to convince the locals you are not white right but i cannot imagine this working elsewhere i'm looking mm-hmm. right at her i know what white people look like i decided to say so really like if you don't say i'm black because i've read a lot of interviews with other people who said when they first encounter you people who work with you they automatically assumed you were white until you had asserted otherwise vocally i personally like if i were to run across you in the street i would assume you were white dola's outsized and looks at me as if i'm truly all that is wrong with america well i guess it's like in the eye of the beholder it's obvious by then that dola's out is not like me but i do appear to be alone in that feeling i don't appear to be alone in that feeling Throughout our conversation, I get the increasing impression for someone who claims to love blackness, Rachel Dolezal has little more than contempt for many black people in their own black identities. The dismissive and condescending attitude toward any black people who see blackness differently than she does is woven throughout her comments in any, in our conversation. And it's not just our pettiness, it's also our lack of education that's preventing us from getting on Rachel Dolezal's level of racial understanding. Uh, I love that she has never referred to her as Nkichi. Uh, she informs me multiple times that black people have rejected her because they simply haven't learned yet that race is a social construct created by white supremacists that's the whitest thing ever they simply don't know any better and don't want to i've done my research i think a lot of people though haven't probably read those books and maybe never will if you really think black people are sitting around going i'm i just didn't know race is a social construct and that's what's holding me back you you couldn't be more white like i can't imagine using that in any situation hey uh officer i know what you think you're pulling me over because because i'm black guy in a nice car uh i don't know how to tell you this but race is a social construct and uh you're gonna have to let me go this shit is all made up bro you know like that's not how that works Uh, i know you don't want to hire me for this job but before you kick me out of this interview let me just tell you guys race is a social construct so keep that in mind when you're making your decision about who you're gonna hire all right guys i point out that i'm a black woman with a political science degree who writes about race and culture for a living who has indeed read those books i find her blanket justification of race as a social construct overly simplistic right race is just a social construct is a result i get quite often from white people who don't want to talk about black issues anymore mm-hmm. a lot of things in our society are social constructs money for example but the impact they have on our lives and the rules by which they operate are very real i cannot undo the evils of capitalism simply by pretending to be a millionaire yeah you can't uh money is a social construct you can't pretend that you can just live without it it's clear i pushed her to the edge of frenzy so i decided to discuss something about the book that will not push her over the edge i talked to her about her ford by her adopted dad albert wickerson jr is sympathetic you have a community that is stuck by you through this i say at that point she breaks down and starts crying for a white woman who has grew up with uh who has grown up with only a few magazines of stylized images of blackness to imagine herself in a real life black identity without any lived black experience to turn herself into a black history professor without a history degree to place herself at the forefront of local black society that has adopted less that she had adopted less than a decade earlier all while seeming to claim to do it better and more authentically than any black person who would dare challenge her well that's the ultimate you can be anything success story of white america another branch of manifest destiny no wonder america couldn't get enough of the dollars out story 
perhaps it really was that simple i couldn't escape rachel dola's out because i can't escape white supremacy and it is white supremacy that told an unhappy and outcast white woman that black identity was hers for the taking it is white supremacy that told her that any black people who questioned her were obviously uneducated and unmotivated to rise to her level of wokeness it is white supremacy that then elevated this display of privilege into the dominating conversation on black female identity in america it is white supremacy that decided that it was worth a book deal national news coverage and yes even this interview and with that the anger that i had toward her began to melt away dola's out simply a white woman who cannot help but center herself in all that she does including her fights for racial justice and if racial justice doesn't center her she will redefine race itself in order to make that happen it is a bit extreme but it is in no way new for white people to take that take what they want from other cultures in the name of love and respect while distorting or discarding the remainder of that comfort uh that culture for their comfort what else is national geographic but a long history of this practice maybe now that i've seen the unoriginality of it all even with my sister's name that she has claimed as her own she will haunt me no more and simply blend into the rest of white supremacy that i battle every day before i left dolas out i remember that my editors had told me to make sure the photographer got a few pictures of us together we were both sitting at the kitchen table which provided us an ideal photo opportunity the natural light from the sliding door by the kitchen was great for photography but with our current seating arrangement that light was falling on me and leaving her in the shadow i uh it is a standard practice to have interviewees sit in the best light so i asked her to switch seats the photographer photographer thanked me for the suggestion and i stood to allow dolos to take the chair i've been in dolos looked at me with a smirk and said accusingly then you'll look darker and i'll look lighter because the light's on me i get it i realized that like all other black people who had challenged dolos out i had been written off as a bitter petty black woman she was concerned that the wrong lighting would make her look white she could not see that there was no amount of lighting that would make her look whiter than the interaction had mm. perhaps that itself was a secret to the power of the dola's out phenomenon the overwhelming whiteness of it all Woo! thank you that was uh you did the lord's work over there well, i appreciate that article uh shout out to uh and then she went on twitter later and uh ijioma uh, and explained like this is why we need black editors this is why you need black writers this is why you need people that in positions of power these because this is an interview that i've seen so many people be like thank you finally like why did it take two years to get someone to sit down in a room with her that wasn't on that bullshit that was black that was like no i'm not i'm not here to badger you and be mean to you but i'm here to ask you these questions that you keep avoiding and that people keep letting you slide on like they're real answers when you're not answering these questions and i'm not here to be amused by the phenomenon of it which is what we got on like a, so many publications so many today shows and shit they're just amused they're just like oh look at this poor it's like look at this kitten that thinks it's a dog like that's how they treat her which is not the proper um i don't think it's the proper amount of levity that needs to be given Mm-mm. to the situation at hand and i mean no offense but many black male journalists let people down man they they they, they fell hook line and sinker into the it's a distraction what about this why y'all mad about that when we when this could be happening everything other than to be like this is why it, this is stupid because they'll break down some other stupid shit you know like colin kaepernick's is a sports story y'all niggas don't cover sports but he, that nigga started kneeling all of a sudden motherfucker everybody that was writing about everyone was writing about it, it ain't matter if you knew football or not the fact that you know at the end of the day colin kaepernick is gonna go on to do whatever the fuck else he wants to do in his life 
we didn't go it's a distraction from the fact that the government did this or my friend died last week or the cop shot another dude we don't say that so it clearly was about the fact that we don't empathize or care enough about black women to even get them in the room to do these interviews that which is a sad fact it took this long but yeah that's a definitive dollars out interview right there man Mm, it was good um all right uh no more fucking with black people guys oh wait no one more one more okay seven new employees joined the fox news racial discrimination suit against new york good Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hope more join yep uh apparently uh there's a recent letter from employees uh lawyers which allege in addition to years of verbal abuse they also subjected black employees to degrading arm wrestling matches held in the office of that mean woman slater that was racist what? arm wrestling y'all what kind of mandingo fights was going on at Wait. fox how do you still work there after that that's difficult like i'm not trying to blame the victim but damn that's a hard one to get my, my head around if you told me i gotta arm wrestle some other nigga for your entertainment hey dog we are at work what is this was this in the interview uh what's your no uh neither here nor there yeah neither here nor there uh how much you bench bro like come on man the attorneys compared the practice to jim crow era battle royales where white people forced black people to box blindfolded for the amusing of white crowds and called slater matches horrifying offensive and humiliating in the wake of the original lawsuit fox fired slater but according to intelligencer she had an accomplice accounting director tammy effinger two black women i mean two white women did this mm, they're a coming co- out they were like no she ain't the only one so tammy gonna lose your job too baby ain't that some you shit? ain't already gone they was up there running some damn friday night mandingo fights and shit there was no whole bars like this this is what happened when you have people that are unchecked Mm-hmm. well yeah this is sick shit man but yeah they was making these niggas arm wrestle uh i hope they lose everything mm-hmm. um mm-hmm all right zero to a hundred karen oh, i'm not fuck with no not with a lawsuit against fox no okay no. zero well you know what i'll do one more then zero for me as well then controversy well now nah, i'm a little fucked with by that arm wrestling story i'm not gonna lie 50 because i'm like really i mean yeah the arm wrestling shit is fucked like, up. Niggas arm wrestling, like it was bad enough y'all was making them racial jokes now i gotta come here arm wrestle for real like serious come on did that you could just swim too uh controversy likely hurt gorilla as showtime series debut draws a dismal 182,000 viewers huh well that is a thing that happened i ain't planning on watching no way mm-hmm yep i here's what's funny i wanted to watch that when i first heard it announced and then when i heard about the, the i guess it's not whitewashing but brown washing or whatever of it and then when i heard his defense of how i was like "Ooh, I'm, mm-hmm. this seems like no reason to watch mm-hmm. this now yeah i'd probably watch it 10 years later but now it's not even on my list yeah you definitely wouldn't have replaced a black man with just somebody from another race talking about it don't matter you come wouldn't on. have done that Mm-mm. like come on dog Let some latino man play Martin Luther king niggas would have had a fit yeah tell the story or don't but don't half step to the story but yeah ain't nobody watched that shit uh so because it, it it aired in uk first right yeah but okay. i mean uh but well they previewed it in the uk first i think but um because for like the press tour but okay. i think I th- it just came on regular ass tv now uh and well 
182,000 viewers um to put that into perspective homeland gets over a million ray donovan averages over a million billions is averaging around 900,000 shameless gets around 1.5 million viewers an episode um comparing it to hbo the leftovers gets 900,000 viewers veep gets a million uh Issa Rae's, uh insecure even drew in 410,000 uh so this is uh Ooh, this is down this like the lowest uh low really Mm, this is straight to dvd numbers and there's still five episodes to go i wonder if they'll i mean i guess they'll unlike regular network television they'll probably get all five all the episodes out but that'd be i it. doubt this is getting renewed he fucked all the way up mm-hmm. hey man downplay these black women to your detriment man like you ain't getting nowhere if you black you ain't getting nowhere without black women dog unless you completely racistly sell the fuck out like black men do not spend that kind of money or support that kind of shit like they will sit up there and take your shit for free every week and not give a goddamn dime back mm-hmm. and, and expect your ass to do better every week for free and uh yeah sisters will support you and even if they criticize you and uh you know try to get you on the right path like they'll still love you and be the last people to fucking leave even when they probably should have been left sometimes come on there's a lot of there's a lot of sisters yeah, that hold without hope yeah like it's all no matter how fucked up some dude is it's always if they black it's always some sister somewhere being like well hold up let's hear it out so yeah if you alienate them like nigga you just might as well just cancel christmas what what else are you gonna do mm-hmm. because one thing about uh black women and i don't know we said this before and it's kind of uh saying what you said again as far as black women black women support and not only do they support with their time, they support with their money. And shit needs money. And black women will give. A black women give above and a lot of times beyond what they should. Right. Um, just because they support your cause or your purpose or whatever it is you're doing. I've given to black women, you know, when they do them PayPal links. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you do. Here's the extra few dollars because you black and you try and do something. You might be trying to pay your rent, accomplish something. But black women do that. Black men have a tendency not to do that because overall, a lot of black men not trying to find they're not taught and raised to give. Black men just aren't taught. Men, period, but particularly black men, you're not taught to to give. You're not really taught to be considerate of other people outside yeah, I of mean, your immediate family. Right. I just think uh, so much shit caters to certain people that they that our entitlement doesn't allow us to think of ourselves as, oh, I need to support this like you damn near gotta beg sometimes to get people to support whereas if um you know like you said if they're used to supporting it's like oh well of course it costs money to do shit like this and right. i appreciate you and i want you to have money and i want you to have the the ability and the time to continue to produce this thing that i enjoy right. whereas um you know and and, that, and like i said there's still women that tolerate kind of like it's like well you ain't actively playing me to my face but i'll watch your shit anyway like you don't really cater towards me and then there's my man coming out and being like basically but my i'm married to an indian woman and this is really and crying and shit i was like he fucked all the way up Mm -hmm. dog you can't fuck up worse than that right because i'm trying to be funny to a lot of black women you know what they look like white women tears and we didn't want to see it and we didn't want to hear it and we didn't care 
um this was real with that because you're you're crying because you got addressed just like right. when white people white women fuck up and black women be like hey you fucked up dog i'm not trying to get on you but can we talk about this and all you hear all you hear is waters washed across the timeline mm-hmm. and you're like nigga we don't care don't care about you know your wife we're asking about your you're covering something that's based off of blackness why isn't there more black women and instead of you telling me hey you know when it for the episodes is coming you know you you give me some half ass but uh, what about my wife i don't care i didn't ask about her i asked about the work that you've done and that's what mattered at the time and it's one of those things where if if you make black women upset a lot of times the shit won't succeed and that's something that's hard for people um to understand because the thing about black women when we support we support we tell our families we tell our friends we spread the word on social media on multiple platforms like everybody knows this thing that we're into we'll be like uh, somebody be like i ain't heard of that you be like go girl here's the link we'll talk about it in, in whatever uh, uh private chat we own like we gonna let it we even talk to the people that ain't even got social media we'll go to our mama and our grandma and our aunt and be like girl i know you ain't got the internet but let me come on here and tell you about it this is what time it come on i girl i set it up for you we'll go really go out our way so for you to for you to make it where this probably could have had decent to excellent ratings but once you piss that group off i'm i'm not watching it nor am i gonna tell anybody else to watch it because i saw how y'all treated them then i even seen how another actor who didn't have shit to do with the conversation another man pulled his penis out and tried to act like y'all bitches don't know what y'all talking about okay nigga you ain't gotta worry about me then yep yeah they i mean valor my ghoulis uh but yeah her, i mean zero zero for nobody watching this show right. i bet the next time he won't do that shit or he'll think twice before he open up his mouth because that's the thing people need to be punished for doing stupid fuck shit like this mm-hmm. uh all right let's go to uh no time for white people news today um we'll get to it tomorrow uh let's go and do some uh guest race now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen in the chat room to guess the race and of course everybody playing is racist all right um as if there weren't enough reasons to already hate being a police officer in dallas cops now are apparently tasked with facing licentious sea punks peeing on their stuff there was Uh-oh. a case this past saturday um anyway when a couple of officers lunching at downtown tie spot zen zena were flagged down and told that a will wily blue-haired dude later identified as 27 year old william alexander holmes had been spotted taking a leak on their squad car at the pen on the black and white right out in the street in broad daylight the dude began punching the driver's side window of the car he then stepped inside of zena where he confronted where he was confronted by the officers whose car he had just urinated on and he started swinging on them too he got arrested pretty quickly he now faces felony charges of assault on an officer and criminal mischief uh guess the race i'm going white 
all right let's check the ray uh check the chat room see what you guys believe for uh what was his name william alexander holmes all right let's see what you guys think uh white and not shot instantly white white making his territory marking his territory white lived to tell the tell the tale white still alive white made it to jail white white everybody's going white on this joint everyone you're correct he was white somebody said legends of white legend of whiteness <laughs> legend of Chell chamberlain white uh i'll show you a picture of him um and uh it is ridiculous Wait, is it showing up huh? I, I thought i hit share let's see if it shows up now might take a few seconds okay it shows that i'm sharing it i don't know uh let me try sharing it one more time guys sorry about that yeah that motherfucker pissed on oh something wrong publishing the screen okay yeah that motherfucker pissed on the car then went into the restaurant to 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 fight the cop like he was determined to get arrested you know like maybe he just wanted to spend a night in jail maybe things at home are tough for the man or something you never know with people these days right um all right still taking his sweet ass time okay uh might have to refresh guys i don't know why all right let me refresh since uh oh wait there it it is all right cool y'all see him yes this is like rainbow bright or something like they is it's not a wig he blueberry bright right what the fuck is on his head man that's terrible that's just terrible uh all right let's go to the next one um but yeah that was horrible uh how about this one a woman buys a duck from the market only to be horrified that his head was still attached and smiling at her ah! mm-hmm. a 21 year old purchased a frozen duck at the market only to be put off uh of her appetite when she found the dead animal staring back at her with a seemingly sly smile oh this is sad because it happened here Oh. Tierra Duncan, 21, of Charlotte, North Carolina, assumed the duck. <laughs> <laughs> assumed the duck she bought from the market would come without without the legs and feet. When she was uh, readying herself to make dinner on Sunday, she shared shared an image of the duck's head with the caption, "I didn't know it was a whole fucking duck. Nah, I just now stopped. I just now stopped screaming." Her post filed into a meme after social media users <laughs> were amused by the dead duck's facial expression while vegetarians jumped in to criticize her post what why because uh, that's the shit they do duncan went shopping at a market in anticipation of making orange ginger braised duck on sunday she shared her excitement on snapchat and took a photo of the packaged meat with the caption i'm having duck tonight but her excitement soon turned to terror when she removed the plastic packaging and found a duck start staring back at her with its eyes half open she told BuzzFeed, I was not expecting it to look like a whole chicken or a turkey does when you buy it. No head, no feet. She shared her shock on social media, writing, my fucking awesome dinner turned to a hard story of the day. The duck's facial expression soon captured the imagination of social media users, and her photograph spiraled into a meme. 
black photoshop black photoshop okay while some people sympathize with duncan saying they would have responded similarly to the discovery of a duck head uh others were not uh in understanding one twitter reason wrote so you can eat meat as long as you don't have to look them in the eye right yep yeah that is correct uh a woman tweeted under the handle at vegan nature baby wrote at intoxicated underscore if you're a real meat eater that shouldn't phrase you right my dog would be thrilled user give me the yurio tweeted at intoxicated underscore did you forget that animals have heads or did you forget you were eating an animal that was murdered for your awesome meal guess the race of the original um uh person that put it on social media tiara uh, duncan tiara duncan black but the people in rats were white all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe um uh oh uh that's a sister can't think of anything funny but black white i felt like that wouldn't scare anyone else off black attacked by vegan whiteness white folks in the mentions being sassy so you know she black (laughs) apparently the duck did the duck ducked knick knack patty quack black suffered suffering succotash black oh somebody said that duck uh shouted out aflac black mm-hmm was ready to play duck duck goose to season the meat black oh black didn't know it came uh but she uh could probably cook it well the correct answer is she was black Yeah. Uh, I think one person did say white, I think. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yo ass. Of course she was black. Like Karen said, she knew black Photoshop was on it. So you called it early. Um, so yep. Yeah, you talking about you talking about memes because not that funny. White people normally not known for their creative mean skills. Mm-hmm. She cute too. Ain't she pretty? I don't know why they was hating. So, <laughs> oh, they got a baby. Yeah, I love that baby. That smiling baby. Yeah. Cause that's how the duck was. I don't, let me see if I make it big. But if you zoom in on the duck's head, it like it's smiling and like the eyes looking at you. So she was like, I ain't expect to see this. Oh, <laughs> I'd have been like, what the fuck is this too? Yeah. So, um, do they, when you buy, I don't know, bottom duck. I've ate duck before, but so when you buy the head attached, I don't know. I'd have been mad. I'd have been shocked too. Black underscore Bueller foot. I bet your ass not hungry now, huh? With the picture of the duck head. <laughs> I've been waiting to get deep in these guts. <laughs> when you get it says when you get that 2 a.m you up text oh making duck great again they put the donald trump wig <laughs> oh, on it oh, making duck great again. they they really photoshopped this donald trump with hair on this fucking duck y'all oh oh man Aww. black photoshop karen called it yeah you talking about the mean game mean game be tight mm-hmm. meanwhile white folks mad as fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. they probably sent up pictures of cabbage heads and shit you ate a duck would you eat a human baby you disgust me bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> they do that and people talk don't don't get too happy talking about bacon them people come out of nowhere too meanwhile black lives don't matter to me Mm-mm. um and we know they got faces on them mm-hmm. 
all right let's get to uh the bonus round here let's see here double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round or guess the race so far karen is two for two i believe mm-hmm. um and uh the rest of the chat room y'all are mostly two for two but we'll see how you do in the bonus round all right um here's the story a man parks truck on top of a car to defend a family in a road rage incident police say uh this happened in florida of course when an angry driver confronted a young florida father he did what he had to do to protect his family and that meant parking his pickup truck on top of the driver's car according to the ocala police department alberto aponte 53 was driving his toyota camry recklessly wednesday afternoon um wait do i not have a picture what a dude picture my name yeah do this hold up son of a bitch yeah i don't even have his picture anymore i guess Aww. he took it off the article this is an old one okay anyway that's crazy motherfucker drove his truck on top of the car road rage like you ain't going nowhere um all right let's see how about um uh how about this one let me see if i see make sure i got the picture with his race can't believe i tanked that last one guys sorry <laughs> it's all good no no i'm gonna make sure to have that picture i'll save it uh all right what about this guy you have his picture maybe it's in the video um i guess i gotta play the video to see if i have his picture uh all right uh one florida man proved halloween is never out of season in florida police say yeah i do got his picture james james disney fields 58 uh, ah. of port st Lucie wore a mop on his head like a mask while banging on a neighbor's door january 13th according to a police report when a neighbor opened the door he saw the mop adorn fields and couldn't understand so he closed and locked the door fields continued his door knocking antics and added in some doorbell ringing and end up with the end of the mop the neighbor identified Fields as the man who terrified his entire family. When police found Fields and asked him what he was up to, he reportedly told officers, I was short of an egg and needed eggs to make a cake. Fields was arrested ah! for disturbing the peace. He remains in jail under $9,000 bail on January 13th. Oh, what the fuck? No, that's enough. Uh, uh, Fields was arrested for disturbing peace. He remains in jail. He's charged with, he also has charges from a previous unrelated incident. Karen, guess the race of Mr. James Disney Fields. White. Karen's going white. Let's check the chat room, see what you guys believe. Um, whiter than white. Black people do not aggressively knock on doors without getting shot and killed. White as fuck. White nonsense. He is white. White. Uh, scroll down. White. Everybody going white on this one uh or name that kid is disney ha disney is his middle name white happiest place on earth white wasn't shot by the neighbor wasn't shot by police he hella white uh let me tell you guys something i didn't give you this information but if y'all would have asked or told you disney is spelled d-i-z-n-e-y but the correct answer is still white Duh! I'd have got it wrong. 
yeah that's why i didn't uh tell you guys how it was spelled because that 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 right there would have made me go black me too you know like disney with a z like only niggas do creative shit like that with names but the s to a z apparently a white person figured out our secret and said i'm gonna um i'm gonna do it and he's like an old white man too like no excuse for this maybe he's young maybe his uh his uh grandbaby or somebody gave him uh that the disney i don't know i don't know but it wasn't a nickname it's his real middle name oh oh Mm -hmm. wow all right let's go to uh sword ratchetness and we'll get out of here guys um as soon as i find it what's that uh there we go guess they should have got out of the house because it was disney's land That's what happened when you mess around with the magical world of Disney. Mm-hmm. When the police came over, he was trying to run. They was like, "Halt, Disney!" All right. Uh, <laughs> a man cuts. <laughs> a man cuts his brother with a sword. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Blood's thicker than water, but it ain't thicker than swords apparently not uh police have a 22 year old man in custody at the standoff in west bend according to authorities the suspect cut his brother with a sword and threatened him with a gun around 2 a.m on sunday oh the, and a gun okay the victim was found outside the home by police with a cut to his stomach the west bend pd special response unit was dispatched to the scene at Hans street as officers arrived the suspect refused to come out and threatened to kill any people that entered the house he texted a picture of himself to police holding a handgun <laughs> texted to him police evacuated the neighborhood homes without incident he surrendered and was taken into custody around 5 30 a.m police recovered three handguns two long guns and a sword from the house suspects charged with reckless endangerment and fell into a bay officer that's it his name will be made public during a court appearance on monday oh why his name will be made public yeah i don't have a race but probably uh all right we'll be back tomorrow guys thank you so much for listening to the show we really appreciate y'all we do. uh until then uh people magazine is bullshit because karen should be on the cover because you're the most beautiful woman in the world oh <laughs> we'll talk to y'all tomorrow i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.